Good evening. Welcome to the Buddy Martin Show. Late night, dilly dilly, I might add. I'm Buddy Martin along with Brendan Martin, father and son. Father son. Mm-hmm. Uh, our second show of the day. Earlier we did the radio program. Tonight we are giving you part two of the recruiting bonanza. We're trying to track down some information. When you're doing these kinds of stories, uh, Brendan, it's difficult to make contact with people who know what's going on. And we're endeavoring to do that. We have our far-flung network of correspondents checking things out right now. Uh, and we pick up bits and pieces uh, from different people. Tonight, later, we'll talk with a guy who is really knowledgeable on college football, used to coach high school football, and knows the area of recruiting in the ocala Gainesville area quite well. Uh, he'll join us in about 30 minutes or so. Uh, Todd Swearingen. Uh, we're going to ask him to give us the results of his survey where he talked about uh, talking to 10 young men, highly recruited players, on their official trips, what they thought of, the facilities that they saw, how they compared them to Florida. So we'll get that information. But first of all, let me tell you how important it is right now if you're new to this thing with recruiting. And welcome to all you folks joining us now in progress. Please, Hello. please share it. Let your friends know. Like and share. Please share mm-hmm. the video to your page and groups. This is such a critical recruiting year for Florida because of obvious reasons. Uh, the cupboard's not bare, but it's certainly not full. We know all the reasons. The suspended players, the decommits, and what have you. Not to say that Dan Mullen can't turn it around and fill it up. I think he will personally, but we're checking to find out where, which direction things are going. And this is such a critical time because they're going to pick their quarterback. Let me tell you, Brendan, how important that is. This is an old story that comes from Urban Meyer's first year at the University of Florida. And his friend and sorry, his – On your notes. His, sorry, they're old. His friend and defensive coordinator, Greg Madison, who's now with Michigan – this story he told several times. Greg Madison and Urban were traveling to recruit some players. They were on their way to see Tim Tebow, who, as we all know, went to, went to your old school. He played at where you played at Nice High School. Right. People didn't know that you were a wide receiver at Nice High School. I huh? was number 15 at Nice High School, too. You were three at first, weren't you? No, you it? I was 15. Oh, okay. Well, Tebow got that from you. Well, he took it my, took my yeah. number. So uh, what happened was... Madison turned to Urban on the plane and said, I'll tell you how important Tebow is to us. Of course, Urban didn't have to be sold on this. He said, if we don't get Tim Tebow, that could set our program back 10 years. Think about it. No Tebow. Of course, we know what the result was, and we know how what a role Tebow played in that. So just those key players. We're talking today about Steve Spurrier. And a column Mike Bianchi wrote about Spurrier being the most significant person, the person who had the biggest impact of anybody, any athlete in Florida, athlete coach. And think if he hadn't come to Florida, what would have happened? So all of that genealogy is tied in there to those people. Had there not been a Spurrier, there wouldn't be a Burfle, there wouldn't be a Tebow, et cetera, et cetera, what have you. So it's really, really critical. So tonight we will talk about recruiting again. We know there's a game in uh, Orlando tonight with some of the prospects. If anybody has any updates, our gang is pretty good about updating us on things. Do they have any scores? We know that our boy uh, Wyatt Rector 
from Leesburg High School that we like a lot. We talked about him a lot yesterday. Uh, he's the 6'4", 228-pound kid who had a knee a couple years ago, throws the ball well, runs the ball well. I think he's going to have a big night. I just have a feeling in Orlando. Watch for that. He still doesn't have an offer. I'll try to get the scores here. Obviously. Yeah, we'll check that later. Okay, so where do we go? Uh, tell them about the podcast. Oh, so uh, we are podcasting all these uh, late-night dilly-dillies, as well as um, podcasting. Buddy does a lot of interviews for the radio show that we don't get to hear but about five, ten minutes of it sometimes. And he'll talk to people for like 25, 30 minutes. So we're starting to podcast all that. You just had one. What was your last one we just posted? Was it Laura McKean? Laura no. Brothers? Or no, no. The, oh, the, uh, Mark Long. Mark and, Long. Uh, Mark yeah. Long talking about uh, Dan Mullen. How yeah. important. Yeah. So um, we're sharing those at the page. Uh, they are SoundCloud. They're free. Uh, and I started the uh, iTunes uh, kicked in today. So you can search us on iTunes podcast, uh, The Buddy Martin Show. And you can subscribe and enjoy the free download to your iTunes if that's your gig. Uh, that way you don't use as many gigs watching us. <laughs> yeah, oh, I got you. I want to keep those gigs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And, uh, oh, we have to we have to say tip of the cap. And the yes, crown. tip of the crown. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we didn't lead with this. I know. Here, this is big news. Here, this big right, here news. you go. Da, 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 da. <laughs> tip of the crown. Tip of the crown. Two. You ready? Let's make sure we say it right. George Seguini. George Seguini. George Seguini. To you, my brother. Here, we got to give him a dilly. And oh, yeah, tip of the crown. Tip of the crown. And then Because we... he is the first person to donate. woo Donate. Donate. And it's a large sum. Yeah, it's huge. And for us, anything it, is large. It's huge. And yeah. thank you. Thank you. You are thank you, George. very, very loved by what? By the us. kingdom. The kingdom. Cheers. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Thank you very much. Well, more on how you can uh, be a part of that at the end of the show. We won't Absolutely. Bother with it. All right, got that out of the way. Give me your crown. Uh, I, was, I was honored to do that. Right. Now, um, I want to tell a story about donation before we get our tied on here. The word donation. It's not, not a word I'm terribly comfortable with. I'm told this is a common thing in the millennials' world and in Brendan's world. So I don't like to think of charity because I don't want charity. But donations have apparently a different meaning today. And I hearken back to a great story that I experienced in New York when I was working with Terry Bradshaw in New York at CBS. And he and I and a couple of the guys went out to eat dinner one night. We came back. We walked out. And out in the foyer area, there was a panhandler, we'd call him, a guy with a cup full of money. And he was shaking it. He saw Terry. And he said, Terry, my boy, my brother, how you doing? He's fine. He says, Terry, what's the greatest nation in the world? Terry smiles. says, I don't know. The, the United Nations? He says, no, man, a donation. Give me a dollar. And, of course, he got a good laugh out of that. And uh, I think we gave him a buck. A year later, we're walking down 6th Avenue in New York, and Terry and I were walking up to a stoplight, and down the sidewalk comes a guy with a cup, had change in it, and he, of course, spotted Terry. Terry is easy to spot. And he walked up and says, Mr. Bradshaw, Mr. Bradshaw, I got a question to ask you. He says, okay. He says, what's the greatest nation in the world? 
Terry got this great big old grin on his face. He said, why, that would be a donation. Boom. I swear to you, the guy took his cup, took Terry's hand, poured the money in Terry's hand, and said, brother Ben, work in the streets, and walked away. So that's a donation, all right? Thank you very much, George. Okay, where are we going to go next? Um, well, do you want to talk to Todd? Do you want me to call him? You're, uh, it's your, it's really your show. Your well, name it's is our sh- I know, but it's our show. It's our show. Uh, uh, welcome to Alexander, Alex. Michael, Bill, uh, Cindy Nicholson, my girl from Mars. Cindy, how you doing? Great to see you up there. I gotta get myself a good steak. I need to go see Cindy at Mars. Uh, uh, we maybe we should start doing a show from there, Cindy. Yeah, she don't want a bunch of bums like us down there. Breaking uh, wine. Yeah, got a great. She's got a great porch. I tell you that. All right, so I mean, Cindy's got you talk about great wine. Now, Cindy's got some great wine. I know she does. Dilly dilly, Cindy. Dilly dilly, dilly to you, Cindy. Hope to see you soon. All right. Well, why don't you? I'll. I'll. Uh, while I'm updating them on a couple of things of recruiting, go ahead and call Todd. Todd's in here. He's waiting for us. Todd, Todd's wearing it. Okay. We're going to attempt to give you as much information as we can How much on power re- do you have recruiting. On well, I need to keep it plugged in. You do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here we go. Uh, I got this offline, and I like to give credit to people. And I, I don't like to take stories and not tell people where they came from. I just fan through and Google a few things. This happened to be a story about Jordan McPherson, SEC country, talking about the latest on uh, recruiting notes. Is it under mm-hmm. Swearingen or Todd? It's under both. Okay, go ahead. Um, and, the, of course, we know the signing period is just two weeks away now, coming up. Um, Here's the news as we have it. Matt Corral's father, we know, he said yes last night, re- reveal where things stood between his son and Mullen. We know about that. Basically, if you read the quotes, he kind of says he's my guy, but on the other hand, we know coach speaks sometimes, leaves the back door open. The consensus of our experts and our insiders, one of them is that he may not be a Gator uh, because he might not be the choice of Mullen. He's visiting this week Ole Miss. So, uh, excuse me. Yeah, Ole Miss. He visited Alabama last week. So, all right. So, now here's the other thing. Apparently, as Brendan reported last night, I didn't know this when you said it, Florida offered Terry Wilson, the second-rated JUCO dual-threat quarterback. The key there is dual-threat. And, uh, yeah, it would be the top one. Um, And uh, third, this article says, Three players decommitted from the Gators. We knew about that. 2018 four-star offensive guard Carlos Dunnett. I don't think his name was Carlos Dunnett because Carlos Dunnett was a player at Florida. Anyway, he decommitted. Uh, and that's that news there for the top of it. And there's a question. Uh, Justin Wells saying nothing really new today. Okay. That, so. Thank you, Justin, for that update. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, let's go out to our hotline. Where's our horn, by the way? Oh, you want the horn? Not yet. We'll keep it in. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Todd would like the horn. All right, so. whatever. We try. Uh, we'll get rid of the horn. All right, let's go. Are you kidding? I, I go back to Clucky the Rooster with you. You yes! do. That's right. Yeah. Hey, named, Todd. Named by Terry Bradshaw on our show back in the day. That's right. Todd's one of our favorite guys, one of the most knowledgeable fans, and knows a lot about football particularly. Knows a lot about college and also knows a lot about high school ball and he's a working man. He's got a real day job, so thanks for staying up late night dilly-dilly with Buddy Martin Show. Well, I got to make one suggestion, though, buddy. Okay. I think you could go on your own name. I think we need to go Buddy Buddy instead of Dilly Dilly. Oh. 
You know, that's not about We should. You know what? I'm going to poll that on Facebook tomorrow and see what. Well, you, you know, and I have one other suggestion. If you don't like Buddy Buddy, then, then instead of uh, Dilly Dilly, why not go Willy Willy? It is William Francis Buddy Martin. Wilton right? Francis. Wilton yes. Francis. That is the Wilton secret. Francis. Wilton Francis. Hey, same thing. Wilton <laughs> Francis, right here. Yeah. Willy Willy. Yeah. I think we'll stick with Dilly Dilly. But anyway, I, I like you, Todd. So, just for fun. Yeah. Well, thank you for the suggestions of Last of the Kingdom, what they say about it. Uh, yeah, Todd, that's the I, kingdom rule. Yeah. I told the story earlier uh, about Greg Madison going on. You've probably heard this story. I think it might have been an Urban. It was an Urban's book uh, about he and Greg Madison going to recruit Tim Tebow as they buckled in the airplane. Uh, Madison turned to uh, uh, Urban and said, if we don't get Tim Tebow, we our program back uh, uh, 10 years. 10 years. So you yeah. think back about that now, what would have happened if they hadn't gotten Tebow? Uh, well, uh, a lot of bad things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so I mean, you talk about recruiting. I'm not one to put such huge emphasis on it. I follow it. I'd like to see them. You know me, Todd. I'm old school. Let them suit up. Let me have a look at them. Then I'll be able to tell you if they're a four-star, five-star, two-star, whatever. But this is not the way it's done now. It's different. It's a different world. Athletes are so much more advanced. They're so good when they come out of high school. They're the equivalent of what used to be sophomores in college. You know, they just come out ready to play and walk on and start playing at a high level. That's why so many freshmen are able to play because they got it all. So, Todd, you stay up real close with uh, high school players in this area, I know. Uh, By the way, are you aware of the All-Star game tonight in Orlando? Uh, there's multiple all-star games, but yeah. there's one next week in Ocala. And, well, actually, there's one in Ocala next Thursday night, and there's one next uh, Saturday in the Villages. So, I, mm-hmm. honestly, I can't keep up with all the all-star games. No, I, I didn't know it either, except that I happen to talk <laughs> to the father of, of, uh, of Rector, you know, Wyatt Rector, that I happen to like a lot down in Leesburg. Yeah. Uh, based right. on what I've seen, I don't really know. Like, say, I, I like what I know about him so far. And I know he was supposed to play in this game. His dad told me he was supposed to play tonight in this game. So that's all I know. So I'm watching now. If anybody sees that information, pass it along. All right, so you made a, you made a statement here a couple about a week ago. That we had you on last week. We didn't get to the subject. I thought it was fascinating. How big today in recruiting are facilities? We've almost gotten this thing out of whack because, Todd, as you know, the coaches get to almost now leverage facilities because they've got to have them for recruiting. And this whole thing has gotten out of hand. But on the other hand, Florida was a little late getting to the party with the facilities. So you took a poll, and I want you to tell people what the results were. Right. So it was after the conversation that you and I had had, and then also uh, I'll leave his name out, but he's a mutual friend of uh, both of ours who will be currently working on a piece. Uh, in terms of recruiting in the state of Florida, facilities and those kind of things. So yeah, he bounced some things off of me, and we just started, you know what, let's let's just take a poll. Let's just see what the kids say. So having been involved, of course, to get a little background at uh, you know Vanguard High School for the past 20 years, we've got some kids there now that are being recruited. So we went off and played in these seven-on-sevens this summer, and a lot of these kids know the other uh, top recruits in the state. They get to be friends. They play each other in these seven-on-seven events. They go to the uh, – the school invites on game day. So they get to know them. So I just wanted to see for myself. I said, okay, let's just see where it is, where it is with the kids, what their perception is. Because there's a lot of talk about Florida's facilities and comparing them and the gap. And I said, okay, the most important people in this uh, equation 
are the players. That is, if you want to compete and you want to be good. So we devised up a way. So, okay, let's let's pick ten guys. They got to be in the state of Florida. Which so we picked ten players who are either in the 2018 signing class, which is next February, or the 2019. So juniors and seniors in the state of Florida that we knew had been to the University of Florida's campus, either as an unofficial visit, uh, seven on seven, a team camp in some capacity where they had firsthand knowledge of going there. And then that they had been to other college as well, because it's very popular now that um, you know, kids go travel around on their own, but also going on these college tours where they get on a bus and they go see 10 schools in three days. So all these kids fit that bill. And their ratings are anywhere from a two-star to a five-star if you have any interest in that, which I don't. I just want to know what their perception was. So we asked a very simple question, and we tried to come up with as least uh, biased questions like, of all the schools that you've been to, and this was the question we asked, of all the schools that you've been to, what are the two schools that stand out in terms of facilities? And we didn't, and that was it. And we just sent the text out, and the kids texted back through, and uh, Florida was never mentioned. And these are kids in the state of Florida who have been to the University of Florida, not one of those ten kids. Now, I know that's a small population size, and I know all the statistical things. But I can tell you this, two of the kids are Marion County kids really? that have offers from Florida. And, and there are some, there's a slew of good players in Marion County, no gallon out right oh, now. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah look, there's, there's seven Division One guys in Marion County right now in the next two classes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. I didn't and none know of that. them mentioned Florida. Now, Clemson, to give you some background, Clemson was the number one response. And then, surprisingly, Georgia was second, Alabama was third. Now, some of that's travel because I think you know, the kids – I was say, kids don't have a filter. They're going to be honest with you. If you ask them a question, they're not going, well, you know, coach is this or whatever. No, they're just going to tell you, hey, you ask the question, this is, what, this is what they gave as the answer. Florida wasn't mentioned by any of these ten. Clemson was the uh, most frequent answer. And then LSU came up. Uh, Georgia was second. Alabama was third. LSU was mentioned. Texas A&M was mentioned. NC State was mentioned. Wow. I think what stood out, buddy, was – these 10 kids I knew had been to Florida, some of them multiple times. Some of them I know at least seven or eight times in the past year. And you know, and you know some, of, some of them personally, you know? You know? Uh, no, yes, personally. Okay. So two of the kids I know personally, that okay. I've mentored them, helped them. And then two of the other kids that are oh. out-of-county kids all the way up to Jacksonville have been with me on numerous occasions for events where they knew who I am and we've talked to them about um, you know what's kind of going on. And one yesterday, the the Johnson kid at Trinity Christian, he uh, committed to Ohio State. Really? Yeah. Wow. So when you I, look, I, this is the picture that you and I have talked about. Was like, there's work to do. So what is the just uh, behind all this? If you want, is there's work to do at Florida. Dan Mullen has a lot to do. I think it's a great hire getting Dan Mullen bringing back some of the magic of the Urban Meyer run of the championships. But he's not playing with the same, you know, tools that Mm -hmm. they are in Tuscaloosa and Baton Rouge and certainly in Clemson, South Carolina. I looked this up before our phone call. I I just wanted to see for myself. So I went to the four schools that are playing in the playoffs. Do you know how many starters from the state of Florida that are going to be involved in those two, in those two games? From University of Florida? No, no, no. The, so for the Clemson-Alabama game and the no. Georgia-Oklahoma oh, okay. uh, game, those 
four schools, those two games, okay. how many starters are from the state of Florida? Oh, gosh, I think you wrote it on that piece of paper. Did you text that to me? I'm going to say, no, I'm no, gonna no, say no, 11. Yeah, I'm going to no, say 11. That. 11. Yes, it's, it's actually 13. 13, okay. And oh. Oklahoma has one. The number one receiver at Oklahoma is from the state of Florida. The number one receiver from Clemson is from the state of Florida. Wow. That's what somebody said. When it gets to recruiting, if Florida's going to get back to being a conversation piece, if you will, of the national championship, getting in the playoffs, competing for championships, they're going to have to get back to winning in the state in terms of recruiting, which I can say right now, I don't care what anybody says, I'll prove it to you on paper and you can watch them play. They're not winning those battles now, and that's why they're not as competitive as they used to be, and that's why they're not competing for championships, and that's why they just went 4-8. and eight. Well, Todd, speak to the fact of this recent coaching jumble, especially in the state of Florida, and now where things have settled at Florida State, even down in Orlando, and we got Miami uh, and Florida. How, how, how much more difficult does it get when you got Willie Taggart and Mark Richt, and, you know, plus, plus, plus. You mentioned Charlie Strong in Tampa. Charlie Strong, Tampa. Yeah, I, it, I, well, I don't know if it got any more difficult, but it's really did get in. It's not any easier. Because you forget, you got Lane Kiffin and Butch Davis uh, within yeah. 25 miles exactly. of each other. Um, you have some really good coaches in the state of Florida. You have some really strong recruiters. And then, in my opinion, this is my own opinion, when I look at the top three facilities in the state of Florida, it's in terms of where the players live. And we'll visit this facilities if we have time about what the mentality behind it is. Uh, clearly, Florida State, in my opinion, has the best facilities in the state of Florida. Second, surprisingly, I'm going to list UCF. And third is going to be Miami. Wow. Fourth will be the University of Florida. Hmm. And then South Florida's are very nice. Um but Florida and I and I, I had a conversation today with a parent of a player at Clemson, and I asked him when you went and you went on these trips, what was your impression of Florida? I said, give me one word. His word was disappointed. Hmm. Wow. And this was the guy that's been. This isn't three years ago. This was this was in the past twelve months hmm. of a player who was at Clemson now, who has been redshirted, but and was recruited by all the schools in the SEC and all the schools in the ACC wanted to go to Clemson and he lived 25 miles. He lived right on 441, lived 25 miles from the campus at University of Florida, chose to go to Clemson instead. You know, and facilities yeah. have a big part to, uh, to do with that. And, and, and now I'm going to have to get on my soapbox a little bit because this is one of the things that really has bothered me in the late, recent last five years or so. And you know this, but we even probably talked about it before. What do we have in Florida? We have uh, kind of we have a lot of skill position athletes. Just mentioned the receiver at Clemson, whatever. We've got quarterbacks and receivers. Naturally, we got DBs and all that stuff. We have tremendous skill players, and yeah, we have good linebackers and good tackles and what have you. But you're known for speed, agility, athleticism, a quarterback position, a wide receiver, and why is it all of a sudden? And I've said this many times. Bear with me, folks. We're talking about a university that has three statues of Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. And yet, it's been how long since we've had one that started a complete season? Johnny Brantley's junior year. How in the world did that happen? That's number one. 
and how did it keep happening? And while we're bragging, we're bragging about DB, DBU and all that stuff, the athletes, either they can't keep them in school, they get the wrong ones, or they don't coach them up, they don't develop them. How could this happen? And, and I, that really bothers me. That, and, and you go back to Spurrier's teams, Urban teams. Billy Gonzalez now brings some of that magic back from the Urban days. Because what he coached at Florida, in my opinion, that's the best group of wide receivers I think I've seen there you know, in the last 15 years. Uh, well, I sent you the information about you so did. since, two, since yeah. 2011. Yes. Uh, this was a sobering fact for me. Since 2011, there's been two offensive players that are not offensive linemen because the Pouncey Twins and you know, some other guys have been drafted. But mm-hmm. to talk about skill players, you know, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. been two guys since 2011 drafted in the first three rounds. Jordan Reed to the Redskins and uh, Jones, Matt Jones. I think he went to the Patriots. So he might have been a uh, Redskins pick too. But two guys, two guys since the Tebow class left, all the Percy Harvard, all those guys left. So you're talking about seven years. There's been two guys on the offensive side. And when I look at the state of Florida, I go to a lot of games, high school games. I'm going down this weekend to the state championship games. And I'll see these kids. And then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll ask, hey, who's, who's in on this kid? Oh, he's going to Ohio State. Oh, he's going to Clemson. He's going to, you know, wherever. And I'm like, Where, why isn't Florida in this conversation with these guys? Um, I saw Lamar Jackson play in high school. And I'm sitting there thinking, now, I, I didn't have a crystal ball that told you he was going to win a Heisman Trophy, but it didn't take me long to see. Look, this guy's the best player I've seen the whole year. He was the best player I saw in the entire state the whole year. He ends up at Louisville. Yeah. I saw the Kane kid, you know, Deion Kane from Tampa. I watched him play. I'm like, this, and I think a lot of buddies said the soapboxes goes back to the system at Florida did not attract those kind of players. The gap in the facility started to show up. You had defensive-minded coaches. Because, look, look, Will Muschamp knew how to recruit defensive backs. I mean, look at the NFL. I mean, gosh, I, I think Muschamp probably could make more money as a defensive back-only uh, agent as he could coach in South Carolina. Hmm. <laughs> you look at all the defensive backs that he put yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. But they couldn't attract the offensive players. They didn't have the system, the coaches, the facilities, all part of it. I said, so the – you know, the whole motivation behind this conversation is yeah. that for the Florida base to understand there's work to be done, there's a gap, you have to admit it. I think this is almost like an intervention. Look, it's going to mm-hmm. take some time. Give Dan Mullen time to fix what needs to be fixed. Give Scott Strickland time to put in place what needs to take place because that's what you're up against, the LSUs of the world. And mm-hmm. don't take my word for it. Go to the LSU website. They've got a great little tool on there. It's called 360. You can look at every football facility they have on camera live, and you can look at the 360. And there's nothing at the University of Florida that will look like what you will see on the LSU website. Now That's I, the gap. Yes, and, and i I got to say I was slow to come to this, slower than some. In that regard, five or six years ago, I thought Florida was fine. But then the more I traveled, the more I saw facilities, the more I began to see this, and the more I saw what was happening everywhere else. And then one day they showed me the plans they got for uh, Doe Campbell, what they're going to build around that, although apparently not enough to keep Jimbo there. Um, uh, and, and I thought to myself, all of a sudden this is not an option. You're talking about these, some of these, and you say, well, why should athletes be spoiled? No, look, these kids can go into a locker, into their own players' room. They can play video games. They can do, you know, they've got, they got their own private clubs that they got, so to speak. But it's a good thing. It's a safe place to go. And if you're an athlete, 
There's not many places you can go, you know, if you're a football player in town. And then you look at what uh, what what these kids are seeing everywhere else, like the poll you cited. Everybody else realizes it, when a kid makes his decision to where he's going to go, the facilities have a big part in this. So whether you like it or not, and I know that one of our callers talked about this. Well, uh, he said, well, it turns me off to big-time college football. Uh, and he's, I don't know how much money is Clemson spent on libraries or classrooms. I get where Chris is coming from on this, and I understand the student-athlete. Let's be honest. We like it or not, it is a business and a big time business. And if yeah, you're going to play, if you're going to play, yeah, you're you, paying guys seven point five million dollars yeah. not to coach. Right, it's a business. And I think one of the things that gets lost, buddy, in the facility part is it's not just the players; it's their family. Because what what's changed in recruiting is they want the families on campus. And now, you know, I think recruiting is. I don't say it's more regional, but you don't have the kids flying out of Florida to USC and Notre Dame, but they're essentially going to Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. You can drive to all those places. Um, and I know for the, the father that, I, that I, I talked to tonight, they went to just about every SEC school and a lot of the ACC schools as families to go check them out. Their son was being recruited. Um, so the families get to see where their kid's going to live. And as a parent, I can tell you, just like any parent would, I'm sure when Brendan was small, even now, I'll ask you a question. If you're going to send Brendan on a writing assignment and you don't got to pay for it, let me take that part out. You don't have to pay for it. Would you rather him stay at the Waldorf Astoria or the Motel 6? Right. <laughs> I mean, there's no question, right, in development. <laughs> yeah, there's, so when people say that facilities don't matter, you got to – to me it's almost you have to say, okay, you're not thinking like a 17 or 18 year old does, especially because I think one thing, buddy, you've always been very honest about what takes place in college football and in your writing and the things you, you approach subjects that a lot of people usually don't. And I think we, that that's part of this conversation is a lot of these kids don't come from very much. They come from poverty. So when you go to a place in like a Clemson right now, I'm saying Clemson, you live, if you're a football player, you live in a, two-bedroom you have your own bedroom it's a two-bedroom common area uh townhouse it's got granite countertops it's got stainless steel appliances it's you and your other roommate that's what you have so if you're competing with that it's okay when you can walk from here to the football facility in five minutes and you can take a bus to the uh rest of campus and oh we got volleyball courts and our own bowling alley okay well if that's my option one and my other option is I can go over here where they haven't done anything, it looks like, since 1995, and they're both the, kind of the same, and I feel like, well, I can be more successful because that's the real root of this in terms of facilities is the kids now, more than any time that I've ever been around this, but they talk about the NFL at an earlier age. It used to be there was a very mention, oh, okay, you, you know, he might go to college and have a good, really good career, and, hey, maybe one day he might get a chance to play in the NFL. Well, I can tell you right now, I think 75% of the kids right now who are being recruited think they're going to play in the NFL. And they're going to go to a school that has a coach or has NFL experience. There's no question about it. NFL experience, but the the big part of looking at the facilities, is that they look at a place, okay, this place can make me successful. This looks like success. I want success, so therefore this place will help me get to 
where I want and to. And that includes, by the way, nutrition and health and 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 and, and strength. You remember Henry McMillan? I think this is the same one, Henry. He just put tag us in a post says we have to get back, get the strength program back rocking. Winning will happen, and the Gator players will want uh, the players will want to be Gators. I think that we talk about facilities. They are building a new facility for the students to help them in their studies, which is good and all that, and some of the other nutrients and nutrition or whatever. But the strength program, and they're talking about Savage as being their guy. The strength program has fallen way off from Mickey Marotti, and I believe yeah, I, Mar- I is, uh, yeah. he, he's a disciple of Marotti's. So. In terms of facilities, I'll take one particular part of the University of Florida. Again, look, look, I love the Gators. Man, you're talking about a guy that listened to Otis Boggs. My, mm-hmm. my parents would go to the games, and my mom would tell the babysitter, hey, Todd's allowed to listen to the game. I'd lay there, and, you know, we had that big six-foot, look like a casket, you know, radio hi-fi mm-hmm. system, and I'd get Otis Boggs, but I'd go back that far. So yeah. I love the Gators. I, this is not, this is just, you know, reality. And when I look at Florida, it's like the worst part of Florida's facilities, buddy, is their weight room. It's the worst. I, I, I can say this is no exaggeration. I think the Villages High School, and I'll take it down there short. Richard Pettis is a great guy down there at the Villages High School. I think the Villages High School has a better weight room than the University of Florida. Damn. Well, that's not good. I know they got a great one. And, by the way, uh, people are asking about facilities, asking about the plans for new ones. For Florida Field, there's a lot of discussions out there right now. Last I heard, oh, I, I think they're talking about a football only building. Uh, I don't think that included a new stadium. I'm sorry, I'm sure it didn't. No, gonna... look, as far as the stadium goes, it's one thing that's you know, it's, the players all know look, you're only in the stadium seven or eight days a year in the mm-hmm. fall. Right. So, and if so, when I think when it comes to Florida football, the optics is, oh, you know, we got it's great facilities because people start with the swamp. And that's. Yeah one of the best in the country when it's rocking and the Gators are good yeah. and it's Saturday night and it's yeah. electric. It is a great state. I love it. It's yeah. you're right on top of the field. It goes yeah. up. It's a, it is a tremendous place to play. So I don't think there's anything there in terms of I a agree. player yeah. that needs to be done. Yeah. By the way, uh, Brendan Martin, along with Buddy, we're here on Late Night Dilly Dilly. We're doing our little recruiting part two. Todd Swearingen is our friend and our visitor, our visiting guest today. We're talking about facilities and recruiting. We'll talk a little more about recruiting in a moment. Uh, but uh, facilities, 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 uh, everybody wants to know uh, about what's going to happen. And I think we're waiting for the final uh, de- declaration from from uh, the athletic director, from Scott Strickland, and the board to figure out what they've got. They're clearly going to do something about that. And I do think maybe, and this is just a perception, I don't have any facts, it might have been one of the things that got fully in a little bit of hot water with some of the big boosters. And there was one particular booster, I heard this good from a good source, that said, I will not put my name on any building or write any check as long as the coach McElroy. is there. Yeah. Uh, and, and so there was some resentment in that. There were some issues in that. And people want to know, well, what could you do? One guy had a good idea the other night. It's kind of crazy. Gainesville Golf and Country Club is kind of run down, I hear. They said, how about just buying that property and building a new stadium out there on Gainesville, which sounds really interesting. But it does. it's not going to take a billion dollars to do this. But it is going to take some money. And look, Florida makes plenty of money. Uh, they, they, number one, 
their budget is enough to write a check to the what about academics, the five, six million dollars. Well, that's down the road. People just want to know what's happening. They want a plan. They want to be able to see yeah, the blueprint. Just, I think what, what's missing, buddy, is there needs to be a, a path back to greatness. Right now, it's all based on hope. And mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite books written by Lou Holtz. Hope is not a strategy. It's an emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you're, you know, you're, there needs to be, okay, we're we're going to break down on the football-only facility on this date. Yeah. We're going to complete it by this date. There needs to be a vision. People need to see this. Because that's, I can tell you, that's what Clemson did. When Clemson created the Clemson Village, they were three years out from it. It was a living, breathing document, and they had a model of it that was, you know, to scale like architects make. So people could see it, and that became how they raised money. And it came to fruition. And if you look at I think Clemson, if they win this national championship, takes over the top spot in college football as the dominant team, the dominant program in college football. Even though you still got Nick Saban at Alabama and what they've done, I think they passed the torch to because Clemson has raised the bar. Yeah. And a lot of what Clemson has done is they've done it with stability, they've done it with great players, but facilities has been a big part of what they've done. By the way, the Gator basketball team, Brendan, just look up the score, struggling against Loyola uh, and been trailing now for quite some time. Brendan, what's the update score on that? Uh, it says 61-57 with 223, but I don't know if that's L- a whole Loyola, uh, maybe somebody's got a later score. Joe Fullard in the chat was. Joe Fulford. Fulford, excuse me, was checking in on that. Okay, let us know if you see the score there. 61-57. That's, that's what, what we have right here. Yeah, it could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, Todd, uh, how do you think, how fast do you expect Dan Mullen to get this program back on track? It sounds funny that saying back on track when a team's been to the SEC championship game two years in a row until this year hit. How fast do you think Mullen can fix what's broken so they are at a competitive level in the SEC East at reason? I don't mean going trying to go 500 and go to a bowl game, but really competing. How long? Three years. Three years. Three years. So first, the, so first, the, the first thing he has to do is get 85 players on scholarship. How many can they sign? I heard today someone say they could go up to 30. No, you can sign 25. You can get uh, you can get uh, approval from the SEC to sign 28 um, in one year. So I don't know if this is a qualifying year or not. It's based on graduation rates and some other things. But so the good part is that – they can sign back-to-back classes of 25. So you can get 50 players infused in that program that he selects that his staff recruits that they want to sign over the next two years. They've got plenty of scholarships to give with graduation and what they've done with some loss and uh, the things that you know, people are going to leave the program. So they'll be able to sign back-to-back full classes. So to me, it's going to take two years. The first thing he's got to get is a quarterback that can run his system. All right, who's that and going I, to be? I, you know – who it is, I don't know, but I, you know, you and I talked about a couple of kids, the Wyatt Repton kid down at Leesburg, Joy Gatewood, the kid that plays for Barker Trail, who's playing in the state championship game this weekend. Is he an Auburn commit, by the way? He's an Auburn commit, um, but I think there's, those are two guys that are really good fits for Dan Mullen's type of system. He likes running quarterbacks. They run a lot of power plays with the running backs, I mean, with the quarterback, just like they did with Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at this, I, I looked at every offense – since Florida, so the Florida offenses and the Mississippi State offenses, the either the leading rusher or the second leading rusher for Dan Mullen was the quarterback. 
including Chris Leak. Yeah. Well, uh, I tell so you, gotta find they, that guy first. we got to get that. I think this is this is the this is important at this point in time as Tebow was to Urban. Who Dan Mullen picks for his quarterbacks is going to be everything for this team because we know his teams are quarterback driven, as most teams are, but probably Mullen's more so than most. I think there's going there's there's the window of of uh, progress begins December twentieth. Can he get a quarterback in that time frame? Is there somebody that signs? And then who are they? And then are they a fit for his system? So that's the first sort of uh, that's step one. You ask about process and how long a time. I think December twentieth, which is the new early signing period, will last three days. Right. So between December twentieth and December twenty second. Does he sign a quarterback? If he does, and it's a top-notch quarterback and somebody that you know fits the system based on what they've done in high school, I think that gives some uh, you know glimpse into the future of okay, he's going to change yeah. the offense and do what he's been doing when he had Tebow when he was at Mississippi State. The second comes the first Wednesday in February, which is the traditional national signing day. Hmm. What do, what does the class look like then? And then with the all-seasoning program that they're talking about, you know, we're going to. It's going to be unlike anything you've ever done. Well, we'll be able to see April 7th or 8th when we go to the spring game. We'll look and go, nope, this doesn't look any different than it did last year. Or if it looks totally different and there's, again, there's you know promise for the future, then I think that first step has already been taken, which is they've got to find a quarterback. And then the second to me is they've got to get the numbers back up where they've got 85 scholarship players that can compete in the SEC. Well, you know, he could start by getting Malik Zaire to stay. That would be one. That wouldn't count against him. If he can get a medical red shirt out of that, that would be helpful. I don't know how much he can play in the system, but it wouldn't hurt. We know quarterbacks are hard to come by. Uh, And then uh, uh, he's got some players around here. I mean, I want to see this this Wyatt Rector kid because it sounds to me like without ever actually seeing him play, watching film and talking to his dad at length, that he is just right out of the Mullen mold. Three to a four-star, big, strong, fast, good arm, smart, uh, apparently really coachable, uh, and, and a guy that would, under Mullen's tutelage, could become uh, a heck of a quarterback probably based on the, his abilities. Uh, yeah, I like the kid a lot. He was in the same district. So uh, Leesburg was in the same district with us at uh, Vanguard. Yeah. He played with uh, two years ago. He was the best player we played the whole year. Um, and not, this is not a knock of the kids against Leesburg, but he didn't have anything around him, and he was the whole team. And he got hurt. He had a knee injury. He had a knee yeah. injury last year, so it kept him out most of the year, and then he came back this year and you know, still put up great numbers. But he is a physical specimen. He reminds me of Tim Tebow. I saw Tim yeah, the first time I saw Tim right. Tebow. That's I walked right. into Palaka, yep. and I had heard of Tim Tebow. I'd never seen him. I walked mm-hmm. into Palaka High School. I looked across there as part of Adrian Nisi. It didn't take me long to figure out who Tim Tebow was. Yeah, I just guys were, he was yeah. number five. You could just see it. Yeah. And the same thing with Wyatt Rector. You walk on the football field, you go, who's the guy that looks like an NFL guy? Because that's what he looks yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it, it, I, I'm anxious to see. Now, we'll find out a little more about this as we get closer. Uh, we'll check back. By the way, the Gators are down by two with how much time left? Fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds down by two to Loyola. Wow. Is that in Gainesville? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I got hopefully taping it in there. We. Uh, I didn't you hope think, you want to see. You want to see this? No. Well, I I want to can't believe they lose. You want to watch that? Lola's by the way, they're eight and one, but they got no. You can't to. unsee that. That's no. the problem. Yeah. Uh, Todd, thanks very much for all your good information. There. Appreciate that a lot. And uh, 
and we'll get you back on to if you'd help us out and get us through these next few weeks of recruiting. Any information you have would be most appreciated. And, yeah, exactly. uh, and I think, but I'm going to check it. I'll, I'll double check it more and I'll, I'll yeah. see it. But I think White Rector's playing in the uh, uh, Villages All Star game. I'll figure I'll, I'll okay. get the scoop on that and give that to you. Okay. So that okay. Dad, I talked to his dad. He told me, I thought he said Orlando, but maybe I'm wrong. But uh, yeah, I'll find out. Yeah, very good. Florida, by the way, is down 63-59 with four. how much time? 15, 15 seconds. seconds. Yeah. So it's not going well there. All right, Todd, thanks so much. Thanks, 63 Todd. Now. Good night, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, so, Brendan, um, let's review a little bit tonight. Uh, we're, we're in day two of this recruiting stuff. Information is hard to come by. I scanned the services. I scanned uh, the Internet. We've talked to some people the last couple of days. Tomorrow night, we were scheduled to talk with our recruiting insider, Bubba Ennis, who's been following the case of at least one flipper, one guy who's trying to flip from FSU to Florida. I know he's talked to him. But unfortunately, we're not going to be able to be on the air tomorrow. Um, and, uh, and so that's going to be, that's going to probably uh, put a kibosh on that part. So our next recruiting show will probably be the weekend sometime, right? Yeah, and then you and Justin Wells checked in earlier. When you were on yeah, the- so there's nothing new. Coaches are hitting the trail, but no bug, big news today. Yeah, by the way, Chris Lowe, according to Joe Fulford, Chris Lowe of ESPN uh, sources uh, tells ESPN that Tennessee is in the process of trying to finalize a deal with defensive coordinator Jeremy Pruitt, Alabama's defensive coordinator, after offering him the job earlier in the day. Boy, I tell you, Tennessee, they just can't even get it right. All right, should we go through some of these calls and say a yeah, little yeah, shout-out? Yeah, go through your shout-outs and then uh, – All right. Yeah, all right, so um, – The end of this game is about to happen, so we're all watching. Jennifer it. says thanks to Todd. Yeah. Uh, um, um, also, let's see, um, Alex McNeese Green says Leesburg is a big Gator town. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Rector's uncles uh, and dad all played for Leesburg. His dad now – is the linebacker coach there for Leesburg, um, and uh, and they're big, big, big Gators, all of them. In fact, two of them, his uncles played at Florida. What kind of what kind or of Urban Meyer? One of them did. And you talked to his dad, you said? Yeah, oh yeah, forty five minutes. Yeah, I talked oh, to really? him a long time. I got all the numbers, man. He's got them all. We're gonna have him on maybe next week. Yeah. Um, Chandler says he thinks the two thousand eighteen football season will be the best year for athletics since nineteen ninety eight. Of course, he goes on to talk about. Something else entirely different, as Chandler always does. Uh, remind me not to read anything Chandler writes anymore, will you? Uh, all right, let's 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 see. Uh, uh, Israel says, uh, we'll end up with a top 10 recruiting class. Dan can develop players. You know, that's a good point. He is a really good developer. That's one thing Michael Wayne did not do. And offensively, neither did Will Muschamp. He developed defensive players. By the way, uh, if you didn't hear, offensive, Will fired his offensive coordinator today in Duke. Um and I let's hear that, actually. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. What else you see down there? What do you got on the on the on the? Well, no, group? I was I'm trying to do this other end, and I, I've been getting other messages, mm-hmm. and everyone's right. watching the end of the game. Everyone's saying we lost or we're basketball lost games. Yeah. I asked Franz if he'd give us five minutes after the game, okay, so we could talk a list. He'd give us the update because I'm you know Franz okay. is Mr. Basketball. Yeah, that's why he's busy. Uh, and also he can give us two seconds with. Recruiting and the chat room does love Franz Beard. Uh, nothing, a whole lot new to report in the recruiting trail. I think we anticipated this week being a little bit more exciting, uh, you know, with the early signing period uh, coming up. But uh, today is one of those quiet days. 
not much to report. I didn't see anything on the internet, and all of our insiders didn't see much to say anything else about it. So um, the recruiting bonanza part two is more of a Florida loss to Loyola. <laughs> Although Todd Swearingen did bring a lot of things. 64-59 final. Yeah. Well, it's one, one second. second. Yeah, 65-59. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer brings up a point, and I want to clarify this for those who don't know. We assume people know this. Yeah. Had we just updated the O'Connell Center, Yes, now it's Zach Tech Arena. That's a local company, by the way. Uh, it's a very nice uh, facility now. Mm-hmm. It looks good. I have my doubts about it, but I think it's a really good basketball facility. And then we know now that there's plans to build a baseball facility. Um, down, uh, they're going to build it down. They're going to put the football-only complex with the baseball field. That's the last I heard. And then move the base, then move the, build a brand-new baseball field down there. They're going to do it. It's just going to take time. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, money and time. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Jennifer says, nothing like the swamp. Been going to games and sitting in the same seat since I was five years old. I'm almost 40. Well, I could outdate you there a little bit, Jennifer, if you want to go back a little while, but I get where you're coming from. Longtime Gator fan. I always like people who have a little equity, a little skin in the game. The ones who sat in the rain when Georgia beat them 51 to nothing, those kind of people. They got somebody. Um... Our players still at Yon Hole. No, Chris, there's no more Yon Hole. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, yes, Israel, you're right. Academics are a part of it. That's part of the deal. Uh, Chris, I always thought it was, uh, it was cool. Our stadium is so close to the main campus. That limits expansion, however, not much room to build. I like it on the campus. I like it being on the campus right there. Uh, I want to say a word earlier when Todd was talking about so many kids being, uh, who being really coming from nothing, having really often not even anything to eat. Sorry, uh, I was looking up Francis' number. He's going to talk to us for five minutes. Go ahead. Real quick, so I'll call now, I want to just mention that uh, one thing I love about Spurrier, and yeah, I'm a Spurrier homer, I'll admit that. Uh, but one thing I loved about him is South Carolina. He called out the SEC coaches at spring meetings. And he told the coaches, we need to give these players some stipends. Hello. Stand by, friends. We're going to give, the, uh, we're going to give these, these players a stipend out of our own pocket. And he said, we coaches can't afford to pay for this. I'll put my wallet up on the table. You know, he, and he helped facilitate uh, the movement to get players some kind of stipends and help. Uh, and, Spurrier, and Spurrier, who, by the way, is a very thrifty guy, was willing to write a check to pay out of his salary some of the players so they could have money to buy a snack on weekends, so they could have their parents come to games. Francis, not a good night for the Gator basketball team. They are in a shooting slump that I didn't think was they were going to have this year. I thought they just had too many good shooters, but uh, until somebody starts knocking down shots, they're going to see that same old zone defense, and it's going to be devastating on them unless somebody breaks out of the slump and Everybody else follows suit. Well, that's the one thing we talked about. I liked about them. they looked like it's led the nation in scoring, and they were doing great guns. And all of a sudden, since Florida State, man, and they put the damp, they put the clamp on Chioza. I didn't see the game tonight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and watch some of their tape replay. But what happened to them? Uh, just couldn't. They're two for sixteen from three points. Wow. Could not. Could not bury one. I mean, they had open looks. Couldn't hit him. Uh, they held Loyola to like 63 points. You hold a team to 63 points, you're going to win bowl game. That was a great. De- 
that was a fine defensive effort. Even though the Gators gave up a lot of points early on, overall that was a really good defensive effort because that's a very talented offensive team. But when you can't hit shots, which is what the Gators didn't do, and it was not because Loyola played great defense, it's because Florida just could not hit shots. Yeah. Maybe Agbuno will help them inside the, in the paint. That won't solve missing the shots, so something's happened to the shooting eye. Franz, we just want to wrap up. I know you got things to do. Uh, we're talking recruiting tonight with our second night of recruiting bonanza, and we're waiting on something to actually take place. There's a lot of information uh, we haven't got to yet. We're waiting to hear back what some of these recruits are saying. Uh, the latest being we know that Manny Corral uh, visiting this week at Ole Miss, this weekend, I believe, and apparently the Gators did offer Terry Wilson, the uh, second-ranked JUCO quarterback. Uh, Mullen today visited two five-star defensive ends. Uh, so, and then the top 100 recruit, Brendan, good name there, <laughs> Brendan Radley-Hiles scheduled to official visit with Florida. So, do you have anything to add to that at all, Francis? I know you've been busy with basketball. Have you heard anything? No, I, I, I don't, buddy. But I can tell you this, you know, Dan Mullen and his staff know the Mississippi Chucos, and there's a lot of very talented players in there. Alabama's been using them for years, and so has have a lot of other people. Florida has rarely used JUCO players, but I think it's time to shore things up a little bit. And, and this is where having Dan Mullen in there on the staff as the head coach and having the staff that he's going to bring in going to pay off a lot because they know these JUCO guys and, and there's some great JUCO players uh, in the state of Mississippi. I, I made a point in a column I wrote today, buddy, that when you find only four guys on Florida making all SEC, one first teamer, three second teamers, and two of the three second teamers are special teams guys. That's says everything you need to know about player development and recruiting. It tells you that, you know, yeah, I understand there were the nine suspensions and there were all these injuries, but you want to know something? It should never have gotten to that point, period, uh, that, that you were that hurting for, for talent. And Florida's hurting for talent now. There's a lot of holes in the roster, and fortunately we got a guy that understands how to build a roster because he learned how to do it with Urban Meyer, uh, at, at Bowling Green, at Utah, then here at the University of Florida, and certainly he's done the job at Mississippi State. But this is a guy that knows how to build, a, build the foundation of a roster from the ground up. He's going to do it here. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see how – you know, I, I'd kind of forgotten this, but, you know, we've got a second signing day in February too, and uh, it's going to be playing a lot of catch-up. Well, what, you, what he's going to do now is he's got to – Shore up the guys that are going to be early entries and get some of these JUCO guys because the national JUCO signing date is, is December 15th, which is, uh, what's that, a week from uh, yeah. Friday? Is it, yeah. Uh, that, that's going to be. In the 20th, of, the 20th of the day or 15th? The is it? 15th for JUCOs. The oh, JUCOs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. I'm sorry. I missed that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. The 20th is your early signing day for mm-hmm. high school. But the, the 15th is when the JUCO kids can sign. Yeah. And so I, I look for him to probably sign, you know, maybe get three or four junior college players. Uh, getting a couple of good defensive ends in here is going to be critical. Uh, I, I'd like to see him get another defensive tackle in. And, 
maybe maybe an offensive tackle that can actually pass block. Gosh, that was, that's on my Christmas wish list too. Hmm. Okay. All right, Francis, we'll let you go. I know you got things to do. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later in the week. And you take care and get some rest, okay? Thanks, friends. Thanks a bunch, buddy. Thanks, Brandon. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly, buddy. Good night. Always there and available. Friends, beard like that. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, You want to do a little wrap? What what is Venmo? Oh, yeah. So, again, uh, some people had a hard time understanding uh, any PayPal or anything like that. But if you want to donate to the show, we'd like to pay friends and we'd like to pay Justin and we'd like to pay some of these guys that spend their time doing this. Uh, all the money goes back into our sets or whatever. But if you do Venmo, set it up today. At, it is. It's an app. It's okay. You don't have to worry about it. No. Venmo, at Buddy Show. If you do Venmo, at Buddy Show, that's us. Yeah. A couple of bucks goes a long way. We're going to try to keep this thing going. We got money in the treasury. We did get money in the treasury. George. Uh, George. Thank right, you George. For our first Thank donation you. we got yeah. last night. Tip of the crown to George. George Sagini. George Sagini. Oh, we pronounced that right, George. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, George. Huge donation that we got big from deal. George last night. It was a big deal. The greatest nation in the world is a donation. That would be our slogan, right? right. It, it, is, it is a slogan. It and is. podcasting, we're doing that now. Yeah, it's on iTunes, uh, yeah. The Buddy Martin Show. You can subscribe, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, all that's on the page. So like the page. You'll get notifications. You'll see our stuff coming in. Uh, doing our best to take uh, uh, this show, and and I know some of the replays on Facebook and the lip sync because our shows are so long or off, and it's weird. So, anyways, try to podcast it so you don't have to spend uh, any data. of your data, 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 whatever it is. Whatever yeah. it is. So. Now, some people saying they burn up all their data for the yeah. months. Uh, yeah. yeah. So if you want, and then personal message us if you ever want to sponsor, put your. Put anything up there behind on the kingdom wall behind mm-hmm. us there you can uh, put your business up there and we'll we'll figure out how to get it up there we're all in this together in the kingdom yes we are in this together so um, yeah i'm gonna get a little more wine we've been I'll doing see. this now for what coming up on four weeks well, a little longer than that longer wow four or five weeks so well um that's pretty much it for us tonight. Yeah. Do you have anything else uh, yeah, you're, I think on I've, your notes over there you I, got I, it I think all i got everything down here i wanted to say tonight um, and we'll know more. We'll have more information in the next couple of days. By the way, you can check, and during the day, uh, we do post other things on the site um, on Buddy Martin's show, and if you need to go over the Gator Nation Daily News, we have articles there, too. So check it out. Anything else you need to know? Uh, the Kingdom, one of our boys, Steve uh, uh, Flaffman Sr., it's been a long weekend for our family. Daughter got in a car accident. Oh, so sorry, man. Hey, man, we're really sorry about that. I hope she's okay. Please let us know. He's a black guy, I believe. Yeah, man, that's that's uh, that's a bummer. That's so so good. I, I, ho- I hope she's okay. That's scary. Uh, uh, some of the chat. Uh, hey, this is a good time to check in from the chat. Uh, if you want to do a roll call. Hey, if you want to PayPal us. Uh, any money? Uh, I don't even have that up, but we're not going to worry about it tonight. Oh, here we do. Yeah, Brendan Martin 4. At gmail.com, all that good stuff. We're tired. We've had a long day. You guys are tired. We'll come back to this weekend. I got a note, a last-minute note here. I just lost her from Todd regarding our boy Rector. And Todd, if if you sent that, somehow I've lost it. Uh, I thought it was on a text, but it wasn't. It might have been on a message. Todd, resend that to me. On a Facebook message? Or I'm not sure where it came from. I just saw this. I just like you have a text. No, it's it's. Uh, that's from friends. Yeah, that's an old one. So yeah, um, that's the old one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he some, gave me a, something about some information about uh, about the kid from Leesburg. So yeah. uh, 
It's not on there, right? Right, exactly. Uh, all right, well, well, we'll, we'll post it if we get anything. But wait, here's a messenger. Let's try this. Could be on messenger. There's only so. like 45 different ways that people try to get I in know, touch with it's us. confusing. And by the way, if you do Facebook message us, we get a lot of messages. And oh. we really appreciate it. It just, you know, there's yeah. other jobs and stuff that we can't get back to it right away. It's, uh, not, uh, it's not it. Our boy Quentin Cruz had something. Wants to see this. This oh, is, what Dan, is that? Push on Dan that. Mullen. Looks like Dan Mullen with. Oh, uh, who Corral. that is? Matt Corral. I don't think it's Matt Corral. Yeah, it, is. it is. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't see that, Quentin. You sure that's Corral? Yeah. Here, I'll show it to the show it to the nation. Oh. Or the kingdom. Here, try it sideways. Oh, here. I'll see what um, they say. Hold on. Is that Matty Corral? He's with. Can you tell? Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Oh, here. Hmm. Here's your phone. Let us know. Here, uh, here's your phone. You can go back to it. Uh, nonetheless, thanks for uh, watching, right, Budro? Yeah, one more place I'm going to check. Let's see. All right, and see if Todd's message you. Yeah. Here it, here is. it is. From hmm. my iPad. Wyatt Rector. Well, these are numbers, I think. It is a photo shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if these are photos here. Oh, let's see a picture uh, of them. Well, I put, I, I actually posted some stuff. Yeah, let me see them. I actually, show it to the, the I actually posted some stuff, uh, videos of him. Can't see that one, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's his dad. I don't think it's his dad. He's huge. Yeah, 6'4", 228. Holy, wow. And he's fast and strong, by the way. Dude's ripped. When you hear his dad talk, you'll be, you'll be kind of amazed. Of course, all dads are proud of their sons, just like I'm proud of you. Uh, I don't they, look like that. No, but you look pretty. You are 6'4", <laughs> and you're yeah. not 228, but it's because you went on a diet. So Yeah, well, diet, yeah. so. All right, here you go. All right, go. so listen, listen, thanks for the Christmas decorations. Yeah, oh, yeah. We got yeah. a little Christmas up today. Yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Dilly, uh, dilly, buddy, I got, buddy. Well, I, I got, uh, we got some nice time off during the holiday, so oh, we'll yeah. be doing uh, a lot of these uh, things, especially with the signing yeah. day coming up. So I want to thank all of you because you all help us keep sharp and keep us on the beam, and we love your information. So please, uh, we want to keep it troll-free, just letting you know there's one borderline guy tonight that we're looking at. Oh, yeah, if you're looking for the troll to run out tonight, I, I pinned his comment in the chat room. I'm not going to say his name, but just look in the chat room and see what the troll has posted, and then you can, you know, say something to Also him. based on previous behavior. Yeah, so, he, you know. He's earned him, the pin up. Let him, know, let him know from the kingdom. If you do Venmo, it's at Buddy Show. If you do PayPal, it's at BrendanMartin4 at gmail.com. All that good stuff or whatever. Or just watch for free. We love you anyway. And we're on the I air tomorrow begging, at, the, so. at the radio show, 6 o'clock, as always, Buddy Martin Show. You can pick it up uh, right here on Facebook, and we'll also be on local radio with it. Uh, Terry Bradshaw is our guest tomorrow. We're going to have a replay of Laura. Yeah. Oh, and uh, can we? We'll probably post your interviews from today on a podcast, right? Yeah. Well, actually, those will be on the show tomorrow, oh, and then we'll podcast them. Oh. We'll have both of those interviews right. tomorrow the on the show. Uh, and we will be Mark Daniels from UCF and uh, our friend from uh, Irish Showfell from FSU, and then we'll have uh, our friend Laura. Laura, I want to say McKeeman, Laura Rutledge. We'll have our interview, and then we'll have uh, we'll see what we screw up on Coach Spurrier tomorrow too, as well. So that's a regular time. All right, Brendo. Wait, you are you going to talk to Spurrier tomorrow too? I don't know. We'll see. Probably not. He's in New York all week. Well, is he is he done with this whole thing? I don't know. I kind of wish I'd have gone now, except the invitation. Well, hmm. next time. Oh wait, there won't be one. <laughs> we missed it. 
Why? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to stay here and work for nothing and do this than go to New York and celebrate with Coach Spurrier. Well, uh, I mean, it was it was kind of last minute. No, it wasn't. I've had the invitation for four months. What? Yes. What? Uh, yeah. You're serious? I'm serious, yes. You're now telling me this? Yes, I am. I think this is some Christmas music. No? No. All right, we'll go out with it anyway. All right, well, dilly dilly to you, Dad. Good night, Kingdom. Good night, the Kingdom. I'll leave this here. We'll just leave this right here. Belinda and I were traveling through Scotland, heading north from Glasgow. It looks like a YouTube Paul McCartney Christmas video. It's like a documentary now. Good night to the Kingdom. Yeah, good night. That would just be me filing through ideas. And I just hit upon the word ramp.